Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? How's it going this Friday afternoon? It's going to get a little punchy on the podcast today. I can just tell already. Oh, I, I already know because I was in Australia all last week, and I really didn't think the time thing was going to screw with me, Daryl. Mm-hmm. But it's taken me two and a half days, and and I don't even know. I mean, I know it's Friday, but parts of me go it's already Saturday. Yeah, I just uh, I'm I'm I just got back from a week in uh, in Las Vegas at an industry event, and now I'm heading tomorrow to train some reps in London and the Netherlands. And I know by next week's podcast, I'm going to be exactly the same way. So some someday we'll plane back to the right time zone. But the good news about the Selling from the Heart podcast is there is no time zone. There is, there, well, there is none, buddy. It's exciting. We know we have. I think we have now heard from listeners on every continent except for Antarctica. So if you're out there, you're selling from the heart in Antarctica, we want to hear from you. <laughs> uh, but welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you have joined a community of genuine, authentic, hardworking sales professionals uh, that are dedicated to uh, being the real deal and dedicated to uh, not being empty suits. And exactly what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, we got to give a shout out to Bernadette McClelland. Um, thank you, Bernadette, for being on the podcast last week. If you didn't get a chance to uh, listen to the episode on how to start authentic conversations, we were learning from the master, the uh, the guru of the art of commercial conversation herself. And uh, so that was a fantastic episode. And Larry, I continue to be jealous that you got to hang out with Bernadette and actually you delivered a masterclass on prospecting last week. How did that go? You, you know, it, it was interesting. Um, and, but Bernadette's a sweetheart. I'm just, I just love her, but, um, we had some great conversations, but what was really interesting is when, when, um, to say social doesn't work is just a farce because that's how Bernadette and I met was actually through a blog post. And we both comment, we both commented on it. What oh, was really funny. interesting is when we made a, we made a pack Daryl a couple years ago that, if I'm ever in Melbourne, Australia, yes, that we were going to be on the same stage together delivering something. Well, that something occurred this past week where I actually spent two hours and delivered a prospecting masterclass with Bernadette. But what was really interesting, I think it's really going to tie into what we're going to talk about today, is the same issues that exist in, for instance, in Australia, since I was there and you're going to be in the UK, mm-hmm. you know, next week are all the same. The issues that sales reps have are no different straight across the board. Yeah. And we really, we, we dove into how do you create that great conversation that's going to help you prospect for new business. But I think in, in order for that to effectively happen is what you and I are going to speak about today. As sales professionals, we got to fill out that suit. Well, we can't be the proverbial empty suit that we talk about, right? Oh, did you know, and hold it, on. Hey, hold on, people, because this thing's going to, we're going <laughs> to, I already know where this thing's going to go. 
We, you know, if, if, if we talk about the empty suit and for those of you who are new to the podcast, the empty suit, we differentiate between a sales rep and a true sales professional. A sales rep is an empty suit, all style, no substance, all slick, no steak, all sizzle, no steak. Uh, we're looking, you know, when we look at how do we, you know, big question I was actually writing about this this week, uh, actually in the introduction uh, to your book, Larry, which, uh, man, I can't wait for, for oh, everyone to get dang. their hands on the Selling from the Heart book. I've, I've uh, read the first half of it. It's phenomenal. Uh, but, but we talk in the book, you talk about the empty suit. And, and as I was writing the introduction yesterday, you know, the challenge we have as sales professionals right now, we use this word differentiation a lot. You know, it's an eight syllable word or whatever. But the real, the real issue we have is how do we get um, attention? How do we set ourselves apart from other competitors, most of whom have great products and they have great service and they work for pretty great companies? I mean, if we're honest, you know, not everyone you compete with is a dirt bag. Uh, you know, the reality is you've got some really good competitors out there and there's, you know, lots of good products. So um, it doesn't matter what you're selling. It, it's going to be the case across the board. So as a sales professional, how are you going to, to bring value? And so really, uh, when we talk about the empty suit, we talk about, you know, that sales rep. Well, what does the empty suit mean to you, Larry? When you think of the empty suit sales rep, um, what, what are some words that come to mind? Oh boy. Um, you know, the, the, the first word that comes to mind, you, sorry, is sleazy. I mean, to me, that's the first thing that comes to mind mm -hmm. is that, that is this that sales rep who's just, you know, the, the best thing is, you know, all the listeners conjure up in their minds, you know, the guy on the used car lot. Right. 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 You know, right saying you know, I got a deal for you and all that, but there's nothing behind it. So, you know, well, what's behind the sleazy though. I, I think this self-interest, right. Is this is self-interest all about them, all about their commission. They'll say whatever they right. need to say in order to make a deal. And, and you and, can and, tell buyers can tell oh, buyers, buyers can sniff see, out self-interest. Well, they can sniff that out a mile away because the BS radar is at an all time high. Right. And that's why I just say, you know, a lot of people, you know, we, we, we talk about it a lot, Daryl, you know, what's your value statement? What's your value proposition? How are you going to open up a conversation? Sure. Well, to me, I'll take it a step farther as some people might be able to open up a conversation based on some fancy value statement, but if there's nothing behind it, if there's no substance behind it, they can't back it up. Yes. That's an empty suit. Okay. So the first uh, aspect of the opposite of that sleazy self-interested um, person, it brings up our first, um, first thing we're, we're going to call this podcast, filling the empty suit, <laughs> right? So we're going to fill out that empty suit. So it's not, you, we want you to look great, by the way, you need to look great. You need to look fantastic. That's actually a, you know, our, our good friend, Tom Hopkins would back that up a hundred percent we need great appearance, but we need substance inside. And the first thing um, that we want to throw out there today to help fill out the empty suit that we can bring to any situation is empathy is, is genuinely seeking to understand our clients, their world, their business challenges, um, their personal challenges, 
but not just to understand them so that we can sell, not just to find the, you know, the word that grates me the most with all due respect um, to, to Neil Rackham, you know, we talk about pain points, right? And it's so manipulative. We'd like, you're just sniffing out, waiting for, for someone to, to throw out, it's a pain point. And that, you know, empty suit sales rep jumps on it and starts hammering on it. But I, I think, yes, we're looking for pain points, but we're, we're not going to pounce on it until, uh, we're not going to pounce on it. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to look to empathize, understand. And but Daryl, but, but, but their world. I know, but it, it and has that sets to, us apart. I know, but it has to be done with true meaning. And so, you know, I'm listening it's to what you're saying. Genuine, yeah. And, and I, and I totally agree. And, you know, when somebody says, well, empathize, you know, they may go, you know, come on. Right. It's touchy feely or whatever, but I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give listeners an example. Cause I'm going to use myself as the example. Yes. Is, you know, coming out, coming out of the office technology world for as long as I was in, and now in coaching sales reps all over, I go, you know, I can truly empathize with you. I get it. I've walked a day in the life of your shoes. Right. I understand the issues. I understand the challenges. I understand what we have to do on a daily basis. So I get it. Right. Right. And it breaks down the barriers with sales reps, their managers and, and, and people like that. So how do we flip this? It's just imagine if you're sitting, you know, with a, a buyer and say, you know, I understand what you're going through, right? I understand the issues. I understand the challenges that you have inside your organization because I've been there. Let right. me share with you what's happened inside of our organization that might make sense to you. Yeah. And that's where, and, and yeah, I mean, is that, I mean, we're on the same track, right? Yeah, we're totally. And, and once again, with due respect to Neil Rackham, you know, the problem needs to move to the implication, but the implications not only logical. And I think that brings the, you know, the next, next point of how we fill the empty suit. The first is with empathy. And by the way, empathy is free. It doesn't, it doesn't cost anything for you to be empathetic, right. And to enter into um, the world of your prospects and to enter in the world of your, your clients and understand the, uh, the emotions and the, the implications, not just from a business standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint. And so very closely related to empathy, um, we fill out the empty suit with emotion. We're not just looking at the logical side of it. And, uh, you know, the, the studies will all show and, and you can quote it. It's quoted in sales training all over the place. But I, I think in, in the hectic rush of trying to hit quota, we forget that people buy off emotion. And you may say, Daryl, I've got some really logical buyers. You know, you're getting that, that that's not true. Well, guess what? The most logical buyers, they're buying off the emotion of fear of making a bad decision. That's why they're hammering all these little points, doing so much research online and vetting you out. They don't want to make a bad decision. Um, and, and so we've got to bring emotion into it in terms of, of really understanding um, what's going on. I love, um, I love the perspective that um, Jeb Blunt's bringing to the sales in industry with bringing emotional intelligence into sales with the sales EQ book. Excellent. Excellent. One of the things that we've got to do as sales reps, and I think most of us are inherently gifted at it, but just because you're gifted at it doesn't mean you don't have to practice is we've got to get really good at, um, 
understanding the emotional side of what's going on in the decision and entering into it and bringing some emotion and passion ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think, it, I think it's tough. Um, and I never, I never, to me, I always said sales isn't rocket science and, and maybe my brain thinks in, in, in a different mm-hmm. fashion, but you know, a lot of this may come natural for some people and some people are going to struggle with it, but I'm going to, I'm going to really, you know, the whole empathy, the whole emotion behind, you know, what we're speaking about. I just think if sales reps just really, truly, genuinely cared mm-hmm. about their career, right? They genuinely authentically cared about the client and their prospects and doing a professional job. Yes. That kind of just oozes out a little bit. Big and I'm, you know, and, and I'm not a psychologist and I'm not bringing, you know, Harvard business review research or Stanford research to any of this. To me, a lot of this is just, it's common sense to a certain degree is, you know, you treat people with respect. You truly care about what you do and you're there to help. Mm-hmm. And if you can package this all in a way that positions you with empathy, right? That positions you as a credible expert, that you're emotional about it. People play off of that. It's real hard to describe, but they'll sense it. They're, they're gonna, they're, you know, they're going to sense it. And it's like, how do you weed through the noise? Because salespeople are always asking, you know, Larry, you know, Daryl, how do you weed through the noise of all this stuff? Absolutely. hundred percent. And so, you know, the empty suit uh, is only going to bring, look at the intellectual side of the business. They're only going to look at the logical aspect of what's going on. The uh, smart sales professional that fills up the empty suit is going to bring emotion into the equation. And uh, the emotion is, is passion. The emotion is, um, you know, is, is bringing some excitement, bringing some vision, being all of this has to be genuine. I think that's an assumption, uh, you know, that's the, uh, that's the assumption we're walking into this, but to understand that the decision-making process is not all logical. In fact, it's probably mostly emotional. And so the more we can do um, to raise up our level of emotional intelligence, the more we can do to be sensitive to the emotions of the situation um, and not just the business impact of the current situation, but also the emotional impact of the current situation. I was reading a great uh, author, um, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna brutalize this quote, but this was by Keith Eads. He, he's a Canadian, so we know he's really smart. And he wrote a book called The New Solution Selling. And he said, the role of the sales rep is to help the buyer visualize what the ideal state could look like. And so that, you know, when, when we even get down to the recommendation phase of, of the sales uh, process. And, you know, our job is not only to share the, you know, the stats or the, you know, the draw the picture of the, uh, of the, of the ideal state, but we want to like paint the picture of the ideal state and bring emotion into our recommendation um, and bring emotion and not just say, it's going to help you fulfill this business goal and deliver these results you know, take that to the next level and genuinely bring emotion and excitement um, to that as if um, you worked for the company, as if you were the decision maker. Um, and, and to follow that all the way through to emotionally, how is this going to, um, to what's this going to mean to you? And, you know, it's interesting as I've been doing sales training over the last few months, we do role play and solution sales training and, and all of that. And, 
And, um, you know, in, in the context of that, there's a lot of logic behind uh, what the students are learning. So we're learning how to map business processes and uh, apply technology to solve problems. But one thing I've noticed, Larry, is I've noticed that when it gets down to actually showing the recommendation, the salespeople forget the emotional part of it. And I think because, you know, part of it's because they're in the pressure of a learning environment and all of that. Well, let's face it, we're in pressure situations as sales professionals all the time. And so I really want to challenge you, you know, don't forget the emotional side of this. Don't forget the emotional impact of, of what, what you're bringing in terms of, of, of the, the recommendation you're bringing and in terms of the current state. I mean, don't, you know, the current state isn't all numbers. The impact of the way things are right now isn't all data points there's emotion behind every one of those data points right and and you bring and you bring up some great points and i you know i'm just thinking about as i'm listening i'm like going okay well for instance if we took our sales hat off and maybe this is another way for the listeners to really understand where we're going with this Mm -hmm. is if we took our sales hat off and we threw a buyer's hat on right because as as sales professionals we also buy things right right so think about how we feel when somebody approaches us, what's the outcomes of that conversation? What's the end result of? Well, let me, let me just give us but, 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 but you see where I'm going, but you see where I'm going with this totally. is, you know, we're so, we're so programmed as salespeople that this is what we do. Mm-hmm. That it's hard for us to understand how to lead with empathy, emotion, or anything like that and sell the outcome because we're just not used to it. Right. Okay. So let me, let me bring in a scenario. And so I know Larry, with what you do with, with what I do, we uh, have to, or we get to travel a lot, which means we get to fly a lot. Right. And unfortunately, but yes. Yes. So, you know, and let me ask uh, your, your experience of the average uh, empathy and emotion. And we're about to introduce a third E word. So I'll just get it out there. Excitement. The average empathy, emotion, and excitement of a flight attendant on a scale of one to ten. What would okay, you so okay, so average? okay, so you're you're going to set me up for this one because all of this plays into my last experience I just had on my flight to Australia. Okay, but the at, on a scale of one to ten, it's probably well below five. Yeah, and and guess what? No. And, and if, if you're a flight attendant and you're listening, uh, which, you know, if we have any flight attendants listening, we'd love to know who you are. You need to get in sales. It's going to be great. You could fly around all the time and it would be fun. Uh, it, seriously, I mean, flight attendants have a really hard job, right? They deal with ornery people all day, much like sales, sales professionals, yes. right? We deal with ornery people all day. We hear no, we get stood up, we get, you know, calls uh, not returned and, you know, people lie to us and don't get back. I mean, it's actually a lot of parallel. We deal with a lot of flack as sales professionals. And as a result, the average flight attendant is not very empathetic, emotional. So last night I I was flying back from Las Vegas and um, I was flying through Dallas. And so I'm telling you, and I sat up at the, I was very fortunate. I got up the very front of the Southwest plane because uh, it was the only uh, direct flight out there. And, and I watched with, with like total mastery as people were getting on the plane, the lead flight attendant on this plane was empathizing with them and was emotionally connecting with people. Now, 
there were people on the plane that were, you know, stuck in the aisle and they were jamming bags that were way too big. And she was asking all the stuff that you have to do. That's annoying about flying and getting on the plane. She had to deal with those people, but I watched her because she literally made an emotional, empathetic connection with just about every second or third person that got on the plane so that everyone that walked by her had a good feeling about her. So when she had to go, okay, hold on. Hey, you on the third row, you're going to have to check that bag. They didn't throw a fit. They already liked her. There was like empathy and emotion and, you know, and excitement. I just watched this lady masterfully control an environment that, you know, I mean, now people, it's getting hostile on airplanes, right? Oh, no. She totally controlled the plane because she was empathetic emotional. And then when she got on, you know, the PA, she brought excitement and, and, you know, I just looked at that and I thought this lady's, you know, not doing her job is job description is no different than any other flight attendant. She's not making any more or less money or ask, but she said, you know what, if I'll bring emotion, empathy, and excitement to my job as a flight attendant, her job's actually easier. And the same thing sales, you can go, wow, that's too touchy feely. I'm not paid to be emotional. And, you know, Daryl, I've, I've got a quota. Come on, man. This is, this podcast is, you know, is way too, way too squishy and touchy feely. Well, guess what? When that lady needed someone to move their bag, they willingly complied. And I'm yeah. telling you, I've been on other flights where people are cussing under their breath and, and all of that. And, and this whole thing about bringing empathy, emotion, and excitement is massive. Well, no, it isn't. I mean, that's a that's a great story. I won't even I won't even get in my Qantas story. Because, <laughs> well, I love flying Qantas. Well, I love flying Qantas. They're the epitome of empathy, emotion, and excitement when you're traveling fifteen and a half hours. Oh, but, yeah, but but, here, but here's here's I think how here's here's what I think the sale the salespeople that are listening to this can take away. I always, I always made a pact to myself that I would do the complete opposite of what everybody thought a salesperson was. And that yes. was one of the keys to my success as a salesperson. Yes. So how does this play out is, guys, we're already behind the eight ball to begin with. Mm-hmm. They expect you to be non-empathetic. They expect you to be non-emotional. And they expect you to be non-excited. Yes. Because they already have the stereotypical view of who a salesperson is in their minds. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine if you just, all we're asking people is make a 1% shift in your mental thinking and say, what would it mean if I walked into that next net new appointment or that next opportunity with my client and I showed some empathy I showed some emotion and I was actually excited about what I was going to talk about. Right. And it doesn't cost anything Nothing, more. Zero. It costs a dime. Zero. It just costs a, a, the, the effort to change your mindset before you walk in the door and to be, and to give a rip and be genuine about it. And that's where, you know, we want to fill the empty suit with empathy, emotion and excitement. And I'm just going to tag on one last thing. We've just got a few minutes um, and we'll probably ping off this some more. I, I just read some excellent um, research on the plane on the way home. And, um, and Rain Group uh, Research Division just put out this excellent infographic on prospecting. 
Um, but they said, what content they, they surveyed buyers. Um, so they did the, you know, they did the, the research. They said, what content influences buyers to accept a meeting or otherwise connect? So this is, but I think this flows through the whole sales process. Number one answer, 69%, you know, over two thirds said primary research data relevant to our business. So we got empathy filling the suit. We got emotion. We got excitement. And I'm just going to tag this last one on. Um, and this, this isn't touchy-feely, it, but it is in, in the minds of a lot. It seems like an unnecessary extra in the minds of most sales reps. And that is education. In that what we've got to do, if we want to fill the empty suit, we need to bring some ideas, some insights, um, some inspiration to our clients that's relevant to their business. And now this one is free but it does take a little bit of time. And you know, if you've listened to the Selling from the Heart podcast, you know, we're always going to hammer on and we're always going to challenge each other to bring value to the table. And an empty, you know, an empty suit is one that, that, that just doesn't do the education and doesn't share education. Well, but, you just, yeah, you just, boy, that, this was a good tee up, Daryl, because you haven't, made it, <laughs> you haven't made it to this chapter of my book yet, but in chapter eight of my book, I talk about the difference between a sales rep and a sales professional when it comes to education. Yes. So, I, you know, I'll tell the listeners out there that, you know, A, I hope you pick up my book when it comes out this summer, but I, I, I specifically hone in on sales professionals, yes. continually educate themselves and in doing so, they become teachers to their clients and prospects. Exactly. So, you know, all the things we've been talking about today, um, you know, on one level, I know, I get it. You got a quota, you've got pressure, you've got activity metrics and all these different things, which are critical and vital and all of that. But these things that seem touchy-feely drive results. Empathy, emotion, excitement, education, all of them are free. They all just take a little bit of effort. Um, you know, the education thing is going to take a little bit of time and discipline. But those, you know, these are the things that fill out the empty suit. So when you walk in, not only going to have the style, you're going to look great, but you're going to have the substance. Yeah. People are going to sense that. And in a world where your competitors have similar products, and in a world where your competitors offer great customer service and they have good companies and you go, how am I going to set myself apart? How am I going to set myself apart? And how am I going to get out of the price battle and the, you know, just the, the complete frustration of, of trying to win? I challenge you and our challenge this week is, um, you know, right now on your very next appointment, wherever you are listening um, if you're driving in the car, if you're at the gym or, or if it's on the weekend, I want to challenge you on your next appointment to even write it on your calendar. Um, in that next appointment, I want you to write empathy, emotion, excitement, and education. And I want you to think about as I walk into this appointment, into this conversation, into this web meeting, whatever it is, how can I connect with this person and understand and empathize, bring emotion? Can I bring some excitement? And can I really put some, some excitement around the, the ideal state and the excitement around their business succeeding? Um, and, and what can I do to prepare for that appointment so I can drop some helpful ideas 
um, during, before, after that appointment. Imagine, and these are the intangibles, but I tell you what, you know, it's the X factors that, that really help us win. And uh, people that sell from the heart, I, I know, um, I know, I know, I know that we get busy, but these are the things we always have to come back to as the foundations of the substance that we bring to win net new deals, uh, to keep our clients uh, and get them excited about giving us references and all the things we need to grow. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate everybody. It's so exciting to see Larry's book coming together. Thank you for all of you who are signing up for book updates. Uh, you'll want to do that. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net and in the sidebar of the site, We'll also put it in the show notes. You can get updated on Larry's book. And uh, as part of the charter team that's spreading the word out there, we'll have some bonuses for you when that book launches as well this summer. I'm so excited about that, Larry. But until next week, uh, keep being genuine, keep being real, keep being authentic, be honest, bring empathy, emotion, and excitement to everything you do. And most of all, sell from the heart.